This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. How do you think it makes little kids with stutters feel when they see you make a comment like that? Here's Jerry Callahan. I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen in uh, less than three weeks now. Um, whatever it is, three weeks. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the polls are looking a little better. The uh, the odds. Turtle Boy is here. He likes to break down the odds. And he's feeling a little better. And he'll share some of that optimum optimism with us today on the Callahan podcast. But I will say this. If Trump loses, if even if he loses and goes away, even if this this whole phenomenon ends on November 3rd, he's done one thing. He's done a service for America. He has broken the media. He's broken the mainstream media, has exposed them. He's ruined them as a uh, as a trusted entity. Nobody ever at least uh, in the near future, we'll trust the media again. They have gone round the bend, to quote Joe Biden over the weekend. They've gone round the bend, and they've been uh, discredited completely. I will explain to you. We will explain to you how that works, and we'll compare uh, Chris Wallace and Jack Tape, Jack, Jake Tapper, the two biggest dicks in the uh, in the mainstream media. I'll, I'll, I haven't decided who I hate the most. I'm going to determine that today. Who I hate the most um dr fauci's getting death threats of course we we uh we haven't seen them yet but we'll find out uh if those are real um uh doc emmerich doc emmerich the only the only doctor who can tweet and not get uh, suspended doc emmerich is retiring and uh we salute him for that big tech is out of control once again it's getting worse it's getting crazier we'll tell you about that uh, with Turtle Boy today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. You'll love your car, but hate your car payment. No problem. Refin- refinance your car today with DCU, and they, got, they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, assured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Turtle Boy's here. As always, we like to have him on when uh, we're talking about big tech censorship, the big tech bullies, because they have tried to crush him, tried to ruin him, tried to destroy him for years, and he's still standing, although he has to start over all the time. Cullinane's here, and uh, he doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about because he was uh, – he was uh I think it's pathetic when I tag like big name blue check marks in tweets to try to get their attention and hope for a retweet. Is that pathetic? no, no, and I, I mean you're trying to make a living. That's the I, thing that's insane. Is I mean, it's not, it's not not pathetic. It's it is. I mean it's I, I line. Line. yeah, yeah. But guess I'll, what? I'll that's, how I, that's how I met Jerry in the first place, basically begging for retweets. I'll be honest with you. I don't blame you at all. I might mock, you know, on someone else who just does Twitter for fun if they're just looking for attention, but you're trying to make a living. I'm right. trying to make a living. Every day I get up, I see a bunch of new followers, people following me, and I lose a hundred followers. I've been I've been targeted, not like you have, not like you have, where they just suspend you, you ban you for something. But I don't care if you're even if you're an idiot and you're supporting Biden and you and you want, you know, higher taxes and you want AOC and, and Ayanna Presley in the White House, Bernie Sanders, Liz Warren controlling things, even if that's what you want, more endless wars, all the things you're going to get with the Biden administration. It has to disturb you at some level 
that Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and big tech is flexing their muscles, is influencing this election. I got a question that I, I honestly don't understand, Turtle Boy, and you do you know this better than most. Why are they doing it so brazenly? They are going to get called before the Senate this week. Josh Hawley not is calling before, before the Senate. Senate. Everybody knows they're not on the level. Why wouldn't they just try to remain, I don't know, under the radar? Be, why wouldn't they try to be a little more subtle and not be so open about their bias because they need, or they, they don't need anything. They're, you know, Google's the biggest company in the history of the world. I think they're doing okay, but they have this special carve out. We know about it, the special immunity. They're going to lose that if, if Trump wins. I mean, it's clear, but why are they being so open about their bias? Well, first of all, because they're one of, they're one of the only institutions ever existed that's clearly more powerful than the government and they know it they are more powerful than the government they can reach more people they know that they can reach more people they can control the flow of information no company in the history of humanity has ever had the kind of power that big tech has had and i understand but don't they want to keep that uh, section 230 no, oh no josh holly and ted cruz might lecture them for 10 minutes about how they're biased against conservatives and then they'll go about their business and nothing will change i've seen this dog and pony show before it's been going on for years the problem is that there are many other republican senators old fogies there's a lot of corrupt senators in the republican party jerry those people that were selling stocks before the um coronavirus the guy from north carolina like there's some scummy dudes in the republican party in the senate and then they're gonna they take money from big tech these companies and big tech knows that so they know that like yeah it's like 10 senators that actually care yeah, but it's gonna. But it's come to the light. I think when you are that kind of, you're operating that way with you know paying off senators like you know Richard Burr, I'm sure, or oh, you know what, Mike Lee's a disappointment. Mike he, Lee he is. Uh, is has taken money from big tech and has been reluctant to uh, go after them. But it's changed, not to the point where their power is going to be harnessed here or controlled, but it is changed. It is so nuts what they're doing again. When they banned Turtle Boy or, you know, got, you know, to deplatform the Proud Boys for whatever reason or Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, that's one thing. But they, uh, and, and, and we've seen it every day. You've seen it every day. Someone knew the latest Scott Atlas. If you don't know who Scott Atlas is, he's a doctor. He's a Stanford uh, doctor who was really freaking smart. Uh, Trump brought him into the White House task force as a little balance against these lockdown fanatics like Fauci, who calls it an inconvenience when people lose their life savings or lose their business or 10,000, 12,000 restaurants in New York got out of business. He says, yeah, it's an inconvenience. It tells us you can't have your family over for Thanksgiving. It doesn't say a friggin' word about the Women's March or any BLM protest. Fauci, who claimed on 60 Minutes last night, he got death threats. And I, I haven't seen it. Uh, did you guys watch it? I I didn't watch it, of course. But did he actually? I don't know. Show anybody the death threats? That's he, what I ask. Yeah, he he did not. Here, I'm gonna. He did it. not. Once an avid runner, at 79, Dr. Fauci now power walks, flanked by federal agents. What's that all about? That's sad. The very fact. Sorry, I just wanted to show him power walking, actually, to be honest. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, how sick are you? How sick is everybody of this guy? I mean, this guy who's, who wants more lockdowns. And if he, if Biden wins, he's going to get them. I mean, they're going to be. He actually uh, said yesterday on 60 Minutes he didn't want more lockdowns. 
Well, that's that's he already said you can't have anybody over for Thanksgiving, and and any minute now he's going to cancel Christmas. But that's all I ask when you have these Twitter death threats. If you'd really got them, and sixty minutes was sitting with you, and they're very sympathetic, and they know, you know, that if they support you, it's kind of a slap in the face to Trump. So why not say, can we see some of them and put them up on the screen? Because they're not real death threats. Yeah, but you can. Yeah, but you can. It, that's not like a you know a random uh, Twitter celebrity or saying something. This is a guy who his words are impacting politics, which are then shutting down businesses. So you could you could see I, the I death, threats. I got death threats. I, I get death no. threats. If I'm right. getting death threats, Tony Fauci's getting death threats. Yes. But yeah, but there's, it, are they real? Are they real? You know what a real no a real death threat is somebody shows up at your door with a Louisville Slugger like that's right. a death threat like and right. it, words on a computer screen things in the mail those are not threats those are Twitter words. Twitter death threats are different than real death threats but whatever so Fauci uh, obviously he's there he's head of team lockdown captain of team lockdown he doesn't care about the economy he doesn't I mean he's he's obviously he's a good Democrat he's doing what he can to get Biden elected like so many others in the deep state. We know he loves Hillary. We know he's a devout uh, a Democrat. Anyway, Scott Alice is brought in for some balance and he, you know, doesn't believe in lockdowns and he questions the science behind masks like everybody else did. Oh, four or five months ago. I mean, you ever, Fauci said, don't wear a mask. You know, Jerome Adams, the, the, the uh, surgeon general said, absolutely don't wear masks. Not only do they not work, they're bad for you. And somewhere along the line, it became mandatory. Somewhere along the line, and I've looked for the the definitive study that says, "Here's what they do: they save, they will save your life." There isn't one. I mean, CDC still questions the science behind that. But Scott Atlas, anyway, is a smart guy. You've seen him on TV. He doesn't there question. Exact, there is not an exact moment where, like, part right. masks. It was gradual, and it was because of people like you know, and a lot of conservatives that said, "You know what." if we just wear the masks to let us go back to normal, like right. that was their compromise and they were wrong, of course. Right. And and now it's insane. Now you have people that, that will shame you if you step outside in a windy, sunny day all by yourself to walk your dog without a mask. I, I, I tell the stories every day. I, I got another one today. I was running on this trail on uh, Thursday or Friday guys coming towards me. I got no max. He pulls his mask. It wasn't on. He pulled it up. And he ran off the trail, like into the trees, because he saw me coming without a mask. And and he, I looked back, and he like waited for me to go by, and then he went back on the trail. People have absolutely lost their minds. It's insane. But a guy who's a little skeptical, and he's really smart, and he's got his reasons, has been uh, banned, suspended by Twitter. The advisor to the president. Now we have. Kaylee McEnany, spokesman for the president. Uh, we have the president's had things that have been taken down or uh, warnings have been added to it. The, um, I believe the, the GOP, the Republican committee or whatever was taken down. The Scott Atlas taken down. There's no limit. They don't care. They don't, they're not trying to be subtle. They're not trying to hide. They are working full time to get Biden elected and everything they do has a value. These are illegal contributions to the Biden campaign. And you're and you're apparently correct, Turtle Boy, in that they don't care. They don't care. It's incredible. Jack Dorsey, this guy with a nose ring who 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 you know walks to work every day five miles and doesn't eat on weekends. He fasts from Friday to Monday. He's a weirdo 
He's an earthy, crunchy, California weirdo, ultra liberal is deciding or is doing his best to get Joe Biden elected. Jack Dorsey isn't even that bad. You got to listen to the Rogan podcast with Dorsey and that woman. Tim who, Pool. Yeah, the Tim Pool one was yes, the, I've heard the, it. the Indian woman. I forget her name. She's the one running the show at Twitter. It's very clearly her. You know, it, it, even Jack Dorsey tweeted out, like, wait a minute, we shouldn't be taking things down. It's like, that, dude, that was know, crap, though. Yeah, you know, but he's like, he's clearly just, you know, he's too busy smoking peyote and getting high with some Buddhist monks somewhere in Malaysia. Right, right. Even know what the hell's going on in his own company because this radical leftist Indian woman there, whatever her name is, the attorney, she's the one running the show. She's the one who gets to decide who talks and who doesn't. And then there's Andy Stone. He's like the Facebook version of her, this little twat from friggin' Westford. Same thing. These people get to decide what's real and what's not. Have you ever seen the, uh, the 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 backgrounds of these executives who are in charge of Twitter and Facebook, who are the ones making the call? They're all radical. I mean, the uh, is it the Twitter? Of, I think Twitter's uh, head of whatever communications is from. Um, is it Feinstein's office? I believe former spokesman for Feinstein. They all come from um, Democrat uh, politicians, the staffs, or from uh, committees like Andy Stone, the guy at Facebook who decides, you know, like not to uh, circulate the New York Post story, which makes their candidate look bad. He's just a radical left winger. They're the ones making the call and they're not shy. They know. They know they're going to do their best. They're going to help to get their guy elected. And if they do, it's good for them. I mean, do you think if Biden gets elected, this is not going to, they're not going to double down and just ban and suspend anyone and everyone that they disagree with? It's frightening. And there are no, obviously, there are no libertarians left. I mean, uh, at least not. Oh, they're the worst, Jerry. They're the worst (laughs) people on earth. Don't even get me started on libertarians. Worse than sharks. Right. Absolute worst. But but here's here's what I here's, I've never been a conspiracy theory guy. I hate conspiracy. I hate Alex Jones. You know I don't. I hate people that make up stuff about whatever about the the moon landing or Sandy Hook or anything. I mean, but I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to think. I'm not starting to think. I'm convinced it's all one big setup. Here's what you have to understand is that nothing's on the level. Nothing. It is incredible. And a thing that opened my eyes to this is not just Facebook and Twitter um, going after the White House. I mean, literally uh, banning the spokesman for the for the president. That makes me think that they're holding nothing back. They're coming after everybody and anybody, including you and me, and they won't be happy until every voice of you know dissension in their mind is, is is silenced. I mean, it is, it is totalitarian. It is the definition of totalitarian. It's frightening, but did you ever know over the weekend? It was, was that on Fox news where they said like of, uh, of Twitter employees who donated 99% went to Democrats of Facebook. I think Facebook employees donated two and a half million dollars in total. And it was like 94% went to Democrats. These are the richest, the richest people in the world on top of it all. I mean, they, I mean, he gave, uh, I believe Jack Dorsey gave 10 million to Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, who hates America, hates cops, hates the military. I mean, they, they're giving I mean, millions and millions to their to their pet causes. It is scary. But 
Did you ever know, did you guys ever know the debate commission was so rigged? I mean, it. I, I guess we should have. I blame, in a way, I blame the Republican Party. I blame Trump's camp. I've, I've said this before, that they allowed this to happen. But I never knew it was rigged. I mean, it was just, this is a bunch of Democrats and never Trumpers on this committee, right? They pick three liberals to debate, to, to moderate the three debates. They pretend, you know, Chris Wallace is from Fox. He can't be that liberal. He turns out to be a diehard Biden supporter, a Biden stooge like we've never seen. So the next debate, Susan Page, who wrote a biography, a hagiography on the, on Nancy Pelosi, long history of being a left winger. She does the, the, the uh, she does the VP debate. Then the, then the Steve Scully, this, this fraud has the second presidential debate. He's tweeting at Scaramucci. He's got a long, he's a never Trumper. He's got a long history of being a Biden supporter. He's the debate that moderated for the second debate. And so you start looking into it. Obviously he got caught. He lied. Everyone knows he lied. He said he got hacked. He got caught. He got suspended, but it didn't matter because the debate commission rigged it. So there would be no second debate at uh, seven in the morning after Pence killed Kamala in that debate, just wiped the floor with her. They come out with a statement saying the second debate will be virtual. Now, they didn't consult either camp. Obviously, their job, their their goal is to get to protect Biden. So they come out and say it'll be virtual, knowing Trump would kick and scream as he should. Trump was not, it said because of the virus, Trump was better. He had negative tests. He had, there was no chance of him I don't know, giving Biden the virus. They could have done it outside Miami Beach, like out, you know, outside. Of, they did this knowing it would spoil, foil the plan. Uh, because their goal is to get Biden elected. Their goal is to stop Trump. Trump. So they cancel the second debate, knowing that's what Biden wanted. Third debate, have you noticed this, Turtle Boy? The third debate, this Caitlin Collins, she's more liberal than the other guy, than, than all of them. She's, Caitlin I mean, Collins is doing the debate? She's doing Friday's, I mean, Thursday's debate. You she's have to be kidding hard, me. Hard left liberal. She's already, I mean, her, her family are devout Obama uh, supporters. They gave 20, her parents gave $20,000 to Obama. She, her history is she's a Trump hater and Biden supporter. And she's already released the, the topics that she wants to talk about. Just Google her and masks. You know, you know, she's most famous for, right? Uh, mask shaming at the white no, house. She, she, and there's a video of her at, during a white house press conference. And as soon as the press conference ends, she whips off the mask right. and even Trump retweeted it. And she's like, the president is attempting to shame me for this and that. It's like, because you're a fraud. The second the camera stopped going, you take your mask off, even though you're indoors. And and people say, why don't you have one Republican, one Democrat? Why don't you have one conservative, one liberal? Laura Ingram's thing is, I'll do the conservative, then you can add some, you know, a liberal. But they're all liberal. I mean, every this they're not even pretending to be moderate. So she releases the topics. This is the only chance Trump has to beat Biden in the debate. The last chance, the only chance. This is Thursday night. Kristen Welker released the topics. Um, fighting COVID, American families, race in America, climate change, national security, and leadership. So in other words, all the same topics from the same angle, and she'll be, I assume, when she says race in America, that means you've stoked the flames of racism and you you haven't denounced white nationalism. That will not yeah. be questions about like Black Lives Matter looting. Yeah. It's, it's, is it time, Mr. President, that you once and for all denounced white supremacy? 
That's yes. what she'll say. And he'll turn the only chance we have of getting a real question of Joe Biden is Trump, the only one who even ask about the fact that his what his family was selling access to the White House to the Chinese Communist Party, as we know, is if Trump asks it. The media will not bring it up. They will not mention it. They are in full cover-up mode. They are not uh, journalists anymore. Journalism is dead, and I'm going to give Donald J. Trump credit for killing it. He has broken these people. It is incredible. It's just well, disappointing that we'll never get to see an actual debate. This woman, as we I'm know, interrupt Trump. He'll, she'll be there to help Biden, and you know it, and I know it. Yeah, Paula Reed from CBS over the weekend. She uh, tweeted out that Joe Joe got off his plane, and some reporter from CBS asked him about the emails. And he and, and Joe, like you know, he tries to fight these guys. Like he thinks he's some spry guy fighting corn pop at the community pool back in '72. He's sitting there, and he goes, he tells the guys, like, "I knew you were going to ask that question. I got I it. it. I got yeah. it. So oh, oh, Imagine Trump gave that answer. Trump does give answers like that frequently and the media destroys him for that. So Paula Reed from CBS, who is a pretty big Trump critic, one of the worst tweets out like, what is he doing? This is uh, Trump-esque. And then she got ratioed to hell, holy hell. Like, how dare you not be all in on Trump is evil? How dare you point out that, like, Biden's really no different. He's not answering any questions. The second he does get asked no a tough question like Trump gets all the time, this is what he does. He tries to fight you or it calls you fat or no something. different. Trump gets the, the tough questions every day, faces them every day. Uh, th this is... The most incredible example of not media bias, media corruption, absolute corruption. These people are immoral. These people are unethical. These people are, are not journalists. They are completely in, invested in stopping the evil orange man. They don't care about news anymore. And anybody who says refers to the New York Times or the Washington Post, again, I'm going to laugh in your face. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Again, here with my friend Dave McDonough. Dave, election three weeks away. Give me a little market update uh, because of all this craziness. Dave, solid week last week, plus four, uh, seven and a half for the year. Almost made up all of our losses from September. Bottom line is two things. We had a good treatment news. For, for those of you out there that support the president, Regeneron, positive treatment news. We also heard from the president that he's wanting the Congress to go big with a stimulus package. Did that happen this week? The answer is no. Politics is here to stay. Let's talk about that election. Stimulus, go big, good Trump tweet. All right? Good yeah, Trump good, tweet. Good, it actually, it made the market move. But again, nothing is moving in Congress. Democrats are betting that he's out and they'll be able to get a bigger stimulus package through in February. They're forgetting about the people that need the dough right now. All right. So we tell people to go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter as well. But you got a timely report, market responses to the election uncertainty. Hey, you've got to educate yourself. Listen, it's going to get more volatile between now and the election day. Educate yourself on the what ifs. What if the Democrats take over the Senate? What if they take over the presidency? What will that do to your portfolio? Get proactive. This is good information by smart people. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Market responses to election uncertainty. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement to get your hands on this bad boy. Thank you, Dave. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. There is, there's one newspaper that's actually doing news in these last three weeks, and that's the New York Post. They're, they're the biggest newspaper in America. 
They are the only, and, and I founded said by that, who? who founded the New York post by Alexander Hamilton, the oldest oh, paper and the biggest. And I'm going to just say flat out the only newspaper, the only, you, you think you're getting news from the New York times. Well, the New York times focus is on the New York post um, and trying to discredit the story they did about their guy, Joe Biden. It amazes me, and we've done this for you know for months. Barry Weiss, the woman that left the New York Times, she exposed them. They're just a bunch of radical lefties who don't even know what journalism is. Anybody who thinks the New York Times is a news outlet or subscribes to it is 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 just not paying attention. You're just not very bright. If you think the New York Times is a newspaper, if you think the Boston Globe or Washington Post are actually doing news, then you're just a sad, silly person. Here's what happened, as you probably know, we talked about it last week, the New York Times broke a huge story, the biggest story of the campaign. And it was, it is an incredible story. If, if By any definition, if there, again, if there were journalists left, if there were news media left in the country, they would all be all over it. It's incredible. The computer, if you, if you missed it, it's pretty simple. There's, <laughs> we got some of the pictures but Hunter because Biden dropped, hung up on that. I mean, the Hunter stuff, the okay. Hunter stuff is funny. I don't want to hear. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to hear you say no one cares about Hunter because I care about. No, Hunter. no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's the ties to Joe that make that a story. Like, who no, it's it's everything. It's a story. It's everything. It's everything because uh, this is a guy uh, who was a drug-addled, uh, whore-chasing dirtbag who was on the Amtrak board. He was on the Burisma board. He was on the flight to China. I mean, he's involved in everything. He's the ultimate uh, uh, grifter, just just cashing in on his father's name and and position. And that's indisputable. You don't think Donald Trump Jr. has done that? I do not. Nope. Okay. All I right. Well, I mean, I just, I just feel like- I think Donald Trump Jr. And, and Eric Trump have lost hundreds of millions because their father's president. They have lost a fortune- the family has lost a fortune because their father's president. Joe Biden has been a career civil, ser- a career public servant. And if you've seen his houses, he lives like friggin' Kanye West. He's got mansions everywhere. And the, the, the media has no interest in this. But anyway, yeah, they to they, they've been pointing out that like that big story on his house this weekend was like, well, he bought it for one hundred eighty thousand and in right. sixty eight. And it was a fixer upper. It's like the 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 quickness and the speed that they get to like debunk every criticism of Joe Biden is it's amazing how quickly they do it. it, it if, 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 again, it's a great just imagine just imagine if there were a media and they were uh, unbiased, objective, and they were looking for the news. They were looking to break news. They would be all over this at every level. Instead, their job is to cover the news with a pillow until it stops moving. Their job at every one of these major newspapers, former newspapers, New York Times, Washington Post, they wake up today and they say, how can we kill this story? How can we stop this story? They are so corrupt. They're so immoral. They don't care if it's a great news story. Their job is to, to discredit the story, discredit the post, the New York Post, and help their guy, who, by the way, has already declared a lid for the entire week. He's not going to do any public appearances until the debate on Thursday night, which is remarkable. He's not even going to be asked about this. This is a tortoise in the hair situation, Jerry. I'm telling you, this is a serious, like he thinks he's so far ahead that he can just take days off like this and do that. 
I am fully like I I really feel this way. I think Donald Trump is going to. I was worried at first when I started seeing these terrible polls coming in, and the worse the polls got, the better I felt because I found them so unbelievable that you just can't trust them. Like like for instance, like he's the one that really got me was Biden winning by seven in Georgia. Give me a break. Biden's not winning by seven in Georgia. You take that poll, you throw it out. Biden up by 11 in Florida. Get out of my face with that crap. That's not going to happen. I don't know a single person, Jerry, out there. I've never heard of a person that voted for Donald Trump and is like, you know what? The Democrats have behaved themselves so well over the last four years that I want to give them power. Nobody thinks that. They think the exact opposite. You didn't see the town halls? They had undecided voters. Bullshit. (laughs) We'll get to that. If you want to see the definition of rigged, check out the... uh, NBC t- quote town hall that this 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 uh, uh, this overbearing woman Samantha Savannah Guthrie uh, hosted moderated it was comical comical how a craze she was how biased she was how rigged the whole thing but I don't mind I don't mind her doing her job like that but I would expect job it's a town hall she asked forty three questions the okay people there the voters asked ten relax relax Jerry it's okay to ask Trump tough questions he's the president hey, okay my issue is that on the other channel Snuffleupagus is having a circle jerk with Joe Biden over there and they're not asking anything. Like the Correct. media should be consistent. They should ask everybody. Everyone should be like Savannah Guthrie was. What? But the point of it was it's supposed to be a town hall. The town didn't get to participate. Nobody cares about the town. Nobody of wants to hear they. from some guy in the crowd that's some plant. Nobody wants to hear that. Well, they're not plants for, for actually they are plants for Trump. They, they, they're all they plants. You know, some, some guy, I'm undecided. You know, one of the, the, the woman with the eight year old transgender woman you know, in the plant. Come on. You know, who one of the questioners was for Joe Biden, a Obama speechwriter. In other words, a guy who worked for the Obama Biden administration. So Biden knew he was one of their guys. He knew he worked for them, but he had a mask on and he got up and said he asked about uh, LBGT rights eroding under Trump. He he he, he was on their team and they pretend that he was an undecided voter again if there were any media left things like this would be exposed but keep yeah, like, this in mind think, today a mother with the eight-year-old transgender it's all, is it's all a setup it, the whole thing is a setup all the questions are plants everything is designed to they, they they're so uh, maniacal in their hate for trump that they don't care anymore ethics is out the window all the questioners were were, were setups the whole thing was a setup. Biden is a terrible candidate and they know it and he needs all the help they can get and they're going to give it to him. The mother who asked, and, and by the way, I've, I've lived through this. You lived through it. Uh, this idea that, you know, eight year olds, eight year olds uh, should transition. That's why you don't work at WEI anymore. Cause it's I am exactly here because I didn't think a four year old should transition. Can you imagine if this, if this were in, you know, Texas or, whatever, Oklahoma, and I had to explain to them that I said it was crazy for a four-year-old to uh, transition. Uh, the Boston Globe thought it was wonderful, but I questioned it, and so did everyone else on my show, and that was the beginning of the end. Transgender activists went after the station. The station made a deal with them. They got rid of me if he would leave them alone. That was the genesis of it. That Without that, I'm still, I think, probably on the radio talking about this. The terrible- you could be talking with Hillman, interviewing uh, right. 
Matthew Slater today, right now. Oh, yeah. Is Brock Emmerich the greatest hockey announcer of all time? Somebody's yeah. got to ask the question. Somebody's got to ask it. All right, I want to get to Doc Emmerich, who I like, but we're not going to do that. I'm going to try and do this, even though Turtle Boy keeps interrupting me. I'm going to explain the story because people, maybe, maybe they get all their news from us, Turtle Boy. It is an amazing, amazing story. It is, this is, uh, this is news. This is a game changer. If this were the other way around, if this were, again, if you asked Donald J. Trump, if Donald Jr. or Eric Trump, it is page one above the fold of every paper every single day until after the election. Instead, it's their guy, so the story disappears in some papers and it's, it's downplayed in others. He brings the laptop in for repairs, as we all know. He, he spilled water on it. He drops it off. He never picks it up because he's a drug addict and a drunk, and he forgets apparently. Yeah, new laptop. So they they literally have a written contract that says if he didn't pick it up in ninety days, it becomes property of the computer repair guy, this John Paul. So they have proof that it belongs to the computer guy. Here's here's part of the scandal that no one's touched. He brings it to the FBI. Do you know when he did that? Do you know when he dropped it off and gave the computer gave the hard drive to the FBI? It was made. Oh, oh, the computer guy. How long? December 2019. This was 10 months ago. 10 months ago. You, I mean, if you had any doubt that the well, they're FBI, very busy, Jerry, investigating that noose at NASCAR, right, and that's right. they sent the whole crew out to, to, to Talladega because there was a little knot in the, in the rope that made Bubba Wallace nervous. Anyway, we all know the FBI is corrupt, it's still corrupt. Christopher Ray is the worst. They sat on this. They did nothing. And there's three weeks left. Uh, well, now they say there was four or five weeks left before the uh, election. And the guy's like, he brought it to Mike Lee. Mike Lee did nothing. Finally, he gives it to Rudy Giuliani and Giuliani does what he does. He prosecutes the case. This is one of the great prosecutors in American jurisprudence history. And he is doing it now. If you watch Fox or if you listen to talk radio, you will hear him. He will be just, you know, they'll try to discredit him on other stations, but on this uh, laptop includes emails, 26,000, I believe, and pictures. We've seen some of the pictures. You got Hunter Biden wasted with a crack pipe in his mouth. You got him doing lines off some chick's ass. You got some real <clears throat> embarrassing photos. Those are not the point here. The point here is you have proof. You have proof that they were selling access to Joe Biden. They were, well, you have proof, first of all, that he got involved in, in the Ukrainian politics and demanded the Ukrainian prosecutor get fired, the one who was looking into Burisma, his son's company. We've seen that. That's on videotape. Even though the Washington Post says there's no proof, it's on videotape. We now have proof that he was taking millions from the Chinese Communist Party, and they were or- they were setting up meetings in the White House. The big guy, as he's called in these emails, the big guy, and um, his... Um, Hunter's partners already uh, confirmed that that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden was taking millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party for access for meetings. And Hunter, by the way, was uh, getting 10 million bucks a year. He was making a fortune selling access to the White House. That would be, by any definition, if that's someone else's, it's disqualifying. You can't be president when you've been caught doing this. You can't. I mean, you should be you should be arrested and charged. But again, he's the only thing standing in the way of another four years of Donald Trump. So we're all going to pretend it's nothing or even better. It's Russian disinformation. 
Now, again, we've gone around the bend. We've lost our minds if we think the Russians have anything to do with it. And yet sitting senators like Chris Murphy in, in uh, Connecticut oh. and, and others have said, this is obviously work of the Russians. What are they talking about? What, I mean, what does that even mean? Work of the Russians? The computer was Every, Don't ask you. Everything that doesn't go their way is Russians. Tulsi Gabbard was a problem. So she's Russian. Like that's, don't you get it by now? That's how it works. Everything they don't like is a Russian. It's, it's a huge, huge scandal by any definition, except we've now it's, it's 19, it's George, George Orwell's America, you know, truth is it's fiction and everything else. The world is upside down. So this, not only is it not a story to these, to the media they're not only are they making a concerted effort to suppress it, to make it go away, to discredit it, they won't get to ask Joe Biden about it or they won't at all. I mean, he will never until Trump, there'll be one chance, one, before election day, Trump will force the issue in the debate. This woman, Caitlin Collins, this hard left liberal moderator, will interrupt. Yeah, by the way, it's not. Uh, let's be clear about that. It's not Caitlin Collins. It's what? It's Kristen Welker. Somebody said in the comments is the debate moderator. That I'll should we be factual about this? I don't know. That's what some a couple of people were saying. Are huh. we sure it's her? Uh, we'll look it up. Either okay. way, um, okay. she's a she's a liberal also, right? I would assume so. Yeah, there was a nice picture of Kristen Welker going around with uh, Michelle and Barack over the weekend. So, yes, I, I would say we know where she stands. Yes. So it is Kristen Welker. Yes. Yep. Okay. Point for Turtle Boy. Oh, yes, Kristen Welker. I'm sorry, the wrong name. That's why you pay me the big peanuts. I'm looking at it right here. I'm looking at the yep. story of Kristen Welker. Caitlin, but, but Caitlin Collins is famous for taking the mask off, right? Yes, that's yes. her. She sucks too, that's but it wouldn't one. surprise me if she was I'm next. sorry, Kristen Welker. Uh, yes, those are her topics. She's already announced she's going to get into climate change because we haven't talked enough about, about climate change. Um, Jesus Christ. But, so until the election, this massive scandal that, this, that exposes Biden for the, you know, for the crook that he is um, will not be addressed anywhere but Fox News. I mean, Tucker Carlson will advance it every night. He's got some real, real insight here. But yesterday, they had a chance to nail him. He was out in public. He went and got a milkshake with his granddaughter, Finnegan, Joe Biden. Because, uh, And I, as I tweeted, I think he made his granddaughter give him half of hers because that's what he does. If you, if you missed it, in an email from Hunter Biden to his daughter, he tells his daughter that you know, he's, he's spending all the money on the family and supporting the family. And he says, at least I'm not like pops who is Joe. I won't make you give me half of all the money you earn. <laughs> so it is a, when, when, when Trump calls it a crime family, he's not inaccurate. It operates like the mob. You got to kick back half to the, to the Don, the Don is Joe Biden and the, and Joe Biden, when, when, when Hunter is going around the world to China and Russia and, and, and Ukraine making millions selling access, he doesn't get to keep all the money. He has to kick some of it up to dad, to pops. Anyway, the big question, and we finally got an answer, we've all been waiting, is what is Joe Biden's favorite flavor of milkshake? And before we get an answer, I need to hear from you, Turtle Boy. What's your favorite flavor of milkshake? Well, my my milkshake brings all the, all the boys to the yard, so I can't pick with just one, Jerry. But I would have to say vanilla. 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 I'm, I'm, I like vanilla too. Yeah, I, yeah, can't go I, vanilla. I would pick vanilla over chocolate. I'm pretty sure 
I, in fact, I forgot what he said. Let's let's go to the videotape. Yesterday, uh, uh, Joe Biden exposed himself to the media. He opened himself up to questions briefly when he got the milkshake. And they, the media, the mainstream media, these jackals didn't waste a minute nailing his ass to the wall. You picture. We got everybody milkshake, didn't we? Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? We got one vanilla, one chocolate, but I wanted to get a what we call black and white, but we're gonna move it. Another, we're gonna split it. And one more question. Did you hear the question that came afterwards? Like when they actually asked him about that's Hunter? The, that's the same reporter. I mocked him on Twitter, and everyone else did asking him what flavor he got. But he also said something about you know the New York Post. Yep. And he just walks away. He just he, walks he, away. He, he not even just walk away. He goes, all right, that's it. We're done here. And walks. And then the other reporters laugh because it, it's The other funny. reporters laugh. They yeah, mock, they <laughs> mock yeah. the reporter who said, what about the New York Post report? Which, by the way, is airtight. It is. It is. Everyone says it hasn't been verified. They have no one in the, the, the Biden camp has denied it. It's his laptop. These are his emails. They're obviously his photographs. There's no denying it. It's not Russian disinformation. That is laughable. It is airtight as a story, and everyone knows it, but they don't care. It's just remarkable. Here yesterday, and, and here um, the, 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 the defense of Biden, it's tough. Obviously, it's not easy. He's been nailed. I mean, it is black and white. He is taking money from the Chinese Communist Party. He's taking money from the Ukraine, but from Ukraine. But we got a we, we got a an alibi. We have somebody who has his back, Chris Wallace, who I hate more than I've ever hated a member of the media. I just despise this man. He's a double agent. He's pretending to be one thing, and he's just the opposite. He's a devout Biden fluffer. He's there to to fluff. Uh, I do you know what a fluffer is, Jerry? I do indeed. Anyway, okay, just making sure. I uh, he's well. These well, you don't think that's what he does? You don't think he's a Biden fluffer? I don't think you know what a fluffer is. Okay, forget it. Okay, anyway, okay, okay. Okay, right. let's let's go to uh, let, let let's go to Chris Wallace on his show yesterday. Google it. He says he says what the reason Joe Biden is not guilty, the reason he defends him is because he's seen his tax returns, and there's no big you know ten million dollar windfall from the Chinese government on his tax returns. Oh. <laughs> That settles that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of defense you get from these button fluffers. Isn't Delaware? I got about a minute here, but two Senate-led Republican committees investigated uh, what went on in Ukraine. And while they said that with Hunter at Burisma and Biden handling the Ukraine account for the administration, while there was a perception of a conflict of interest, they found no actual wrongdoing. And as for these other business deals, and you talk about, you know, the big guy and money, the fact is President uh, rather, Vice President Biden has actually released his tax returns, unlike President Trump. And there's no indication that he ever got any money from anybody in these business deals. So I guess the question is, do you have any hard evidence that Joe Biden lied to the IRS? Because that would be a heck of a story. Oh, God, I can't stand the sight of that man. I can't watch that show. I can't watch any show he's on anymore. Oh. He just I mean, he's Honest to God. Honest to God. So, I mean... He thinks like when he if he makes ten million dollars in a payoff from the Chinese Communist Party, he's going to put it on his tax return. 
I mean, is that really what we've got to the point that that's the defense for Joe Biden? <laughs> Isn't the criticism of Trump is that he only paid like a small amount of money in taxes because he did not report all his income? Isn't that the whole basis of like, right? I mean, am I missing something here? Uh, that's how, would, how would you declare exactly the payoff from the Chinese, uh, $10 million from the Chinese government? Why, do, why doesn't Chris Wallace do this? Show pictures of his many, many houses and say, how does a government employee, a guy who's been in the government for 50 years, afford to live like this. How about that, Chris Wallace? But that was early in the day. My blood was boiling. I hate that man so much. Um, he, he, he doesn't even win the day. He doesn't even win the day when it comes to uh, just devotion to Joe Biden. Just uh, abandon all ethics and defend Joe Biden. Did you see Laura Trump, who is uh, Eric Trump's wife, who is Brandy Love's uh, Stand in young Brandy Love. Um, that's a compliment. She's speaking a, of fluffers, go ahead. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Jake Tapper, another Biden fluffer and a complete phony, by the way. He is a devoted. What? What is the matter with you? I don't think you know what a fluffer is. Okay. I, what, what, what makes you think that? What is wrong what with is you? A fluffer? What's a fluffer? I know what a fluffer is. Tell me what's the difference in a fluffer and Jake Tapper. A fluffer is somebody who gets a male aroused for a porn shoot. Okay. Good. Now, now let's apply it to Jake Tapper. Who does and, he get aroused? Who gets her? I don't think of aroused when I think of Jake Tapper. You don't think he does that for Joe Biden? And not quite. Why are you missing this? Yeah, okay. I get it. Coach. He is working the shaft of Joe Biden. That's what he does. He's a fluffer. We just needed to establish that we were oh, on the same Jesus, side. Okay, gotcha. Man. We just disagree on whether. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Anyway, Jake, Jake Tapper has Laura Trump. Laura Trump, like everyone else, mocks. Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is is not all there. Joe Biden is a compromised candidate. He does, is in cognitive decline. We all know it. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows it. He never, he can't remember where he is, what day it is, what he's running for. It is comical at times. She points it out like everybody else points it out. And Jake Tapper decides that she is mocking him for his stutter. And he brings out some kid who stutters and thinks Joe Biden do you, did you even know Joe Biden stuttered? Uh, have you heard him talk? No, I mean, as a kid, he stuttered. <laughs> oh, st oh, yeah. He, well, he, he had that kid on the town hall when the yeah, kid asked yeah. him, like. Yeah, so, I mean, but you don't even think of it. We're Am I being sarcastic? Oh, is that a sarcastic question? Everybody knows he stutters. Uh, I didn't know. Well, I, I guess I knew at the time, but I forgot. I mean, it's not important. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's 78 years old. I think he's he's got past the stuttering age, and he's overcome it. Good for him. According to Jake Tapper, you're not allowed to mock him because that would mean that you're mocking people who stutter. It is unbelievable. Let's hear from Jake the Fluffer Tapper. Every time he comes on stage or they turn to him, I'm like, Joe, can you get it out? Let's get the words out, Joe. You kind of feel bad for him. How do you think it makes little kids with stutters feel when they see you make a comment like that? Uh, first and foremost, I had no idea that Joe Biden ever suffered from a stutter. I think what we see on stage with Joe Biden, Jake, is very clearly a cognitive decline. Okay. That's what I'm referring to. It makes me uncomfortable. You have you are no It's so amazing. It's so amazing to me and, that, and, that and try and figure out an answer. A cognitive decline. Well, when you're trying you, to tell you, me that what I was suggesting was I a think stuttering, that you were mocking I his no stutter. Idea, yeah, I think you were mocking his stutter, so and I think you have absolutely no Jake? standing to diagnose wow. somebody's cognitive decline. I would think.
that somebody in the Trump family would be more sensitive to people who do do not have medical licenses diagnosing politicians from afar. Plenty of people have diagnosed your father from afar, and I'm sure it offends you, your father-in-law from afar, I'm sure it offends you. You don't have any standing to say- I'm not diagnosing him. What I'm saying, Jake, is You just talked about a cognitive decline. I I can't believe, I have not seen that. That's insane. The second she mentioned the word cognitive decline, he just, okay, this is done. How dare you, how dare you suggest that this man who can't even, doesn't know where he is half the time, God, I don't know how he keeps his pants on. This guy, how dare you suggest, that's so ridiculous to suggest that he might be in cognitive decline that we just, we can't even talk. We're not even. And and this is Donald Trump's uh, daughter-in-law. Do you think Trump gets a little abuse from uh, the other side, you know, for whatever, for you name it, his his personality, his hair, his face? I mean, the, the idea that you can't mock Jake, uh, you can't mock Joe uh, Biden. She was mocking him. She was She was saying that she wants him to just, come on, Joe, just get it out. Come on. Like, it's what he does. And he brings out the kid. He goes back to the video of the kid at the the convention who stutters. It says, oh, you can't make fun of Joe Biden. They have lost their minds. Trump, again, has broken them. This is an alleged newsman. Jake Tapper prides himself, which is quotation fingers. He's a hard left liberal. Before he was on TV, he was a a gun control advocate. He worked for various Democrats like everybody else, like uh, on that station, like, you know, Chris Cuomo and everyone else, hard left liberal who can't help himself. He see his, their candidate is in cognitive decline. Their, their candidate doesn't know where he is half the time and they have to defend them. So they came up with this thing where, Oh, you're mocking people with stutters. When's the last time that you heard Trump, you heard, Joe Biden, like, loses way on the on the trail, forget where he is, what he's running for, forget, you know, what day it is, and said, oh, the poor guy stutters. He's got nothing to do with stuttering. They're about to elect, or these people are trying to elect or helping to elect a guy who is in the throes of dementia, in my opinion. It isn't going to get better. It's going to get worse. And Kamala Harris, oh, wait, did I pronounce it right? I don't want to be racist. And if you pronounce Kamala Harris's name wrong, now you're racist. Kamala Harris. Uh, it was we learned over the weekend, but she's going to be president in six months, eight months, a year. That's the plan. That is the plan. That is what you know. Sixty-five million people are going to vote for. It is frightening the length, the the, the the point we've reached, where there is forget objectivity. How about some sanity? With Jake Tapper, with Chris Wallace, we've gone around the bend. These people are insane. They, they're they're. I mean, these are alleged alleged newsmen, alleged experienced reporters. Chris Wallace is saying Joe Biden's innocent because he didn't declare the bribes on his taxes. And Jake Tapper is saying you can't make fun of Joe Biden because 70 years ago he stuttered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything, come, as Carpenter said, like anytime you bring up anything regarding Biden at all, and, and that's why Paul Reed took so much shit this weekend. It's like, if he, it's always, yeah, but Trump, kids in cages, and, and then they just list off the, the Kurds and they, they go through their grievances and they're like, it is unheard of for these people. Like Donald Trump is this existential threat that it doesn't matter what Joe Biden does. Like nothing he does matters in any attention that you're bringing any attention. The media brings to Joe Biden and, and some illegal he's done or some shady he's done is just seen as like working against Hitler. Like you're literally and, and they, away to Hitler. And, and they're frustrated because their candidate is so bad. If they had a decent candidate, I can't think of a decent 
you know, Democrat, but if you had a decent candidate who was not, you know, on the take, who didn't have this long history of uh, just issues, a lot of history of it, it might be different, but they have to work overtime because their candidate is so bad. I, let's bring this full circle before we get to uh, that, 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 that tough Patriots loss and, and the World Series. We're going to do our World Series preview, but um, and I'm going to tell you what teams are in it because you probably don't know. But anyway, to bring it full circle, the New York Post broke this huge story. Should be a game changer. It's incredible. It has everything. It has you know sex, drugs, nudity. And the Russians, the Chinese, the Ukraine, it's got bribes. It's got Chinese communists in the White House because they paid Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family tens of millions of dollars. It's got everything. It's incredible, incredible story. And it's only just begun. As Rudy keeps saying, Giuliani keeps saying, there's more to come. There's more to come. And he's going to be putting it out in, in uh, dribs and drabs until Election Day. Huge story. If you're on Twitter... You can't see it because Jack Dorsey and the radical cabal that runs Twitter has locked the New York Post. The New York Post, again, is the biggest newspaper in America. I think in some ways the only newspaper in America. Their Twitter account's been locked because the because the people who run Twitter don't like the story. It's not that it's not true. They know it's true. They know it is it is airtight. There's no, it is real. These are real emails by Hunter Biden about Joe Biden. It is real, but they don't want Twitter. They don't want New York Post to disseminate it through Twitter. So they've locked their account and they refuse to unlock it until they take the story down. That's the most you who you are. I don't care who you are. What you believe. Hold on. I don't care what you believe. If that doesn't chill you to the bone that a big tech company is telling a newspaper to tell us uh, to take a story down, a story which is true, which is incredible, which is explosive. You must take it down or you cannot use our platform. That is frightening. And if that doesn't get Josh Hawley and everyone else in the Senate uh, off their asses, nothing ever will. And I'll tell you what, like, it's so humiliating what Twitter does because that's different from Facebook. Facebook just takes it down. Like they tell you like this, you said this, this violates our rules. You're suspended. Boom. With Twitter, it's like they basically make you like, you must repent. This is the rule you broke. Now you must hit acknowledge to acknowledge, to like shame yourself and say, yes, I broke a rule. I was bad. If you're going to take it down, then just take it down. Why does the New York Post have to like agree to take it down? Just Good take point. it down. Good, but they want to humiliate you. Right. And the New York Post, to their credit, it's been like five, six days. The New York Post has not relented. They can't tweet. Their tweet, their Twitter account is locked. If you don't go to their website, then you're not an American. Any red-blooded American will support the New York Post because they're challenging big these big tech bullies. They're well, taking them on. Hey, they made they made Kaylee McNamara, McNamara, McNamara the spokesman. The spokesman for the president, the spokesman for the leader of the free world. They made her take down a tweet so she could get back on Twitter. It's incredible. They're bullies. They're tyrants. And, and, and again, I know lots of people out there hate Trump and like Biden. I don't care. You have to recognize this is out of control. This is dangerous. It has to stop. Like, so Jerry, can I, when you read turtle boy or TV daily news or whatever, 
Do you go to the website directly or do you click on links from social media? I click on links from social right. media. And that, and do you know what percentage of Americans probably are just conditioned every day to go to social media and whatever comes up there, they're right. going to read it. Back in like 15 years ago, we used to go to websites, Jerry. We used yeah. to go to, if you wanted to go to ESPN.com or CNN.com, you just went to the website. That's what you did. But now we all go to this central hub and we haven't even noticed it. It just kind of happened over the years. And we all became conditioned to just go to these two hubs, Facebook and Twitter. And if it's not on there, it doesn't exist. Like the second I lose, um, I think on, on TV daily news, like 75% of my daily traffic comes from Facebook. It's insane. If they ever black I, I, my I, URL, I'd be fucked do this all the time. I go to my favorites or my bookmarks and I see all these websites that I used to go to, you know, it used to be like drudge, not that I would do that anymore, but you're right. ESPN, <clears throat> Fox news, Boston Herald. I don't go to any of them anymore. I just go to Twitter and click on the links. Mm-hmm. And now though, I have to go to New York post every day just to patronize them. They need our support. They are fighting against this bully. They are, they are David, you know, with the slingshot, God bless the New York post. The, if they didn't exist, that no one, this story would have no way. I guess Fox news would do it, but you wouldn't be able to read about it anywhere. It's incredible what they're doing. And it's incredible. The number of Americans that say, yeah, so what they're on my team. They locked out Scott Atlas, Kaylee McEnany, James Woods, uh, the New York post, Charlie Kirk, who's the voice of young conservatives, uh, turning point USA. He's got millions of followers, He's a conservative. He goes around the country speaking. They they banned him. Oh, they locked him out. Charlie Kirk for what did he do? Something about I don't know. Something about mail, missing ballots or something. Definitely. Missing ballots. Yeah, so anything answer. that uh, steps out of line that doesn't follow the the doctrine of big tech, the doctrine of Silicon Valley. If you're if you question mail in balloting, if you question masks, if you question lockdowns, you will lose your access to Twitter or Facebook. God damn. Why don't people understand how scary this is? Why? Well, don't- well, Cause they, you know what the problem is? Idiot libertarians, all these idiot libertarians. I'm like, I'm reading Justin Amash's. I don't think I hate anybody more than this douchebag. Justin Amash is sitting there like the first amendment prohibits government censorship and protects private censorship in a free society. Twitter and Facebook are allowed to make horrible decisions and you are allowed to take your ser- yourself to another service. There is no other service. I, I, there was nothing. Don't you understand what monopolies are? Libertarians. There's nothing libertarian. And, and if they, this is what libertarianism brings us, then it's freaking useless. What good is it? And they get all kinds of benefits, not just Section 230. Why don't we uh, get rid of all those and see how Twitter and Facebook handle things? You know, see if they can get sued. I mean, it's comical that they're just that they're like the phone company or the the post office. We've we've gone over that already. It would be like the phone company. Verizon uh, listened in on your phone calls. And if I called you and said, you know, this, uh, this mask thing is all bullshit, you know, masks don't, don't, and they, they disconnected me. That would be comparable. If the, if, if Twitter acted, if Twitter was genuinely like the phone company, like the post office, they would listen in on whatever your, your correspondence and they would stop it. If they didn't like it, they're not like that. Any, they're, they're not a publisher. They are a, you know, an editorializer. That's what they do. And everyone should recognize that now. I guess they feel like they can get away with it because they're on, you know, Biden's side. The means, the mainstream media is not going to criticize them because they're all in it together. But it is scary. These are scary times. But again, 
you got to give Trump credit. He's doing, he's doing three rallies a day. He's, he's, he's out there. He's showing his stamina, his energy. Biden is back in the basement, not taking any questions, got his milkshake, his vanilla milkshake, and went back into hiding in one of his $10 million mansions. And he's doesn't, I think he's made a simple decision, a simple uh, uh, campaign decision. He doesn't see any need to be out there on the campaign trail because the mainstream media is doing the campaigning for him. There is surrogates. He goes back in the basement and he says to, you know, Jake Tapper and Chuck Todd and the New York Times, you guys, you guys have it from here. I'll see you Thursday. That's the decision he made. Trump is out there. And again, hate him if you want, but you must give him credit. He has broken the media. There is no media anymore. There's just the Biden campaign team. It's huge. It includes a lot of newspapers and and radio stations or whatever, and, and, and uh, magazines, The Atlantic and Newsweek and TV stations, ABC, NBC, they're all in it together. But there is no media except the New York Times, and you can't be, you can't find them in the New York Post. You can't find them on Twitter. All right. I want to, uh, I want to talk about uh, Shea Concrete and uh, the buildings. The buildings you can buy from Shea Concrete have built for you. Uh, and after that, I want to get to a couple more things before you get to uh, back to teaching, remote teaching. Uh, how's that going for you, by the way? Getting used to it, sadly. It sucks. But it's like, at least we have a routine, you know, just terrible. See, the, the one good thing of remote learning, we're catching guys like molesting their children. They'd like do it yeah. on camera. If, I don't know if you've seen those stories. Well, I have seen some of those. And I've also seen like more, more than anything, you're seeing teachers being exposed that yes. you're actually seeing what's happening in some of these classrooms. And, and like they see a kid and he's got like a Trump poster behind him and he gets suspended from school or he has a BB gun and they call the cops. Yeah, There's exactly. some interesting developments from remote learning. But I guess if you make fun of remote learning, you might be in, in jeopardy, in danger of being taken off Twitter. Be, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Shay and then we'll talk about sports. We'll do some sports. Oh, sport ball. I want you to pay attention because you know what? Maybe you need a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They've, they partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shake Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are preassembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. Uh, here's uh, 
Have you ever seen two quick things, two quick things, the Patriots yesterday? Have you ever seen an uglier? I, I guess it probably has been. I mean, I was at the first game at Schaefer Stadium. I've been through, you know, Rod Rust and everyone else. But they lost. Belichick lost to a team, a, a visiting team that didn't score a touchdown. A bad team. A bad team. A with bad, a bad team. Quarterback bad those- quarterback. Bad everything. And they kicked the Patriots' ass and didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it's – it. They, I don't know if Cam had coronavirus still or something, but obviously some, I mean, he, when he needed to get going at the end, he, he got going, you know, but the problem is I, that last throw, Nikhil Harry is wide open. I mean, right. Tom Brady hits that 10 times out of 10. There's no way that drive doesn't keep going. I don't know if this is the real Cam Newton or if he was just, it's been a while. It's been what, three, four weeks since he's played. I mean, it's that's discouraging, though. They're five games in. He has two touchdown passes. Two, and, and the schedule gets harder. Like we still have the Niners some... left. We have the Rams left. You got the freaking Cardinals left. You got Bills twice. Buffalo Bills waiting. Ravens. Uh, don't you think some form of consistency in professional sports would be a good thing? Like they practice what once? Did they practice? Did they get two practices in? Uh, uh, How's it affected the Tennessee Titans? Well, How's it affected Mike Vrabel? It's going to affect people in different ways, but I, I just think that if you don't get to practice and you don't get to game plan as much as you typically did, it could throw you off. I can assume. And the guy just got over uh, the virus, whether you know, whether we think he can just jump right back in there or not, he gets over it. He has no practice to expect him to go out there and win a professional football game. I think it's like, kind of Cal- insane. And, and, and by the way, somebody said the Patriots have no wide receivers. Who is who is his best receiver in Carolina? Um, Steve his, Smith. Right, that's what I'm saying. My point is like Cam doesn't make good receivers. That's it's not what right. he does. Yeah, the, the two things I thought yesterday is yeah. he uh, didn't have any game breaker. He has nobody creating separation. He has nobody. I mean, he's throwing to you know Julian Edelman and well, who's number ten again? Jonathan Bird, something Bird, Mar- Marlon Bird. I don't know. Marlon Bird. Yeah. yeah. Um, he does not have guys who are going to make plays. Guys who create separation. Guys who make catches they're not supposed to make. Doesn't have a lot of those guys. And he's not, at least yesterday, was not good under pressure. You know, like he, he did not get it away when he f- did not feel the pressure. He took one huge hit. I couldn't believe he held on to the ball. Uh, but he was not good in the pocket. And maybe that's out of practice. Maybe that's just uncomfortable after being out. But he was not good when the pocket collapsed. That, you know, you have to have guys who get open and get rid of the ball quick. That that helps. Or you got to make a uh, decision much quicker. You do not make good, quick decisions or good, quick throws, and you can't do that in the NFL. That's the that's the number one rule of playing quarterback in the NFL: quick decisions, quick throws. And he didn't do either. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just if we're gonna be a running team like this, like uh, with a mobile quarterback, that it's not going very far. Like, let's be honest; they they look good the first couple of games at Seattle game. You had hope and stuff like that. Is is it's not looking good. I mean, I, I could, I could picture an eight and eight season. Can't you? Yes. And uh, the bills winning by two or three games in the division. We'll see. We'll see if the bills can keep it going. I, I need to make a choice tonight. I mean, whenever tomorrow night world series is starting, which, which it's, it's Tampa Bay against the Los Angeles Dodgers. If they win, which team makes the Red Sox look worse? Cause that's who I'm rooting for. Does it the team in their division that has a $28 million payroll that makes that, that, that if they win the world series, does that make the Red Sox look bad? Yes. But does it make them look worse? If Mookie Betts wins the world series? Yes. 
I am rooting for whichever team will make the Red Sox look worse. Yes, I mean, I, it would be the Dodgers then because, you know, small payroll teams have gone. The Athletics have beaten us many times over the years. They're infamous. This is their division players. rival. Rival. Yeah, yeah. The, the Rays are real rival. Yeah, there's a lot of bad blood there. Right. I'm I, I'm rooting for Tampa. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Yeah. Plus, Kaylee McEnany's husband is on the uh, the Rays. Oh, I mean, Dick Vitale deserves this of all people. So, I mean, we got to, you might as well root for the Rays because he deserved it. So, all right, before we go, I know it's important to you, Dave, that I, I want to tip my Shea Concrete cap to Doc Emmerich. You know why? Not because he was a great play by play guy, and he was. Not that, but because he's 74 years old. He has a family, he has things he wants to do, and he's retiring. That used to be, or I shouldn't say, used to be in most walks of life. That's what you do. You get out, you retire, you travel, you play golf, you go fishing, you spend time with your grandkids. We're so used to these narcissists who just never walk away. And, and we talked about politicians last week and these 87 year old senators and these people in the media that just won't go away. Um, play by play guys are the worst. These are very insecure people. John Sterling missed pretty much, pretty much everybody in the media tries to overstay their welcome. For yeah, the most no, part. Nobody's worse than play by play guys. Cause they, their identity is like uh, attached to the team. They never just walk away and say, I have things to do with my life. Their life is, you know, glomming on, you know, like a little pilot fish to the team. And John Sterling, I think he missed his first game in like 30 years when he had to go to a graduation of like a grandchild. And I'm thinking, what about all the other graduations, weddings, things you missed? But they don't care. I've seen these. I've been around these guys, these play-by-play guys. The Red Sox have them. They they, they just they, they have no uh, identity. The team is their identity. They're pathetic. They're pathetic in, in a weird way. They're egomaniacs who think they're they're really important. If they miss a game, um, you know, they won't, you know, the, the, the team will miss him. You know, they'll miss him. If, if Joe Stiglio missed a game, you know, the, the manager would be like, gee, where's Joe? I mean, like it matters. Like anyone's even listening. I give Doc Emmerich credit. I always thought he was a good guy and a decent guy, good family guy. This confirms it to me. He's enough of a man, a human being to say, sitting up here in the, in the ninth floor and telling people who's got the puck in which zone is part of his life. It's not his whole life. So again, tip my cap to Doc Emmerich. I'm going to say he's, uh, well, I'm a hockey guy. I, I, he's the best uh, sports broadcaster of my lifetime. I love that guy. I think nobody announces a better game. Nobody gets more excited than Doc Emmerich. Uh, so I, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't love the fact that uh, his last game was during all this bullshit and he's not inside of a rink, but it is what it is. I mean, I guess. I, mean, I bet you'll come back occasionally. Oh, we got yeah. a guest. He's in the building. We'll talk to him at the head and do a period or something. I'm with you. He, he was, He's like what Jack Edwards wants to be—a guy who's genuinely excited. It's all shtick with Jack. It's all an act, you know. It's I, I, I if I put a game on, like put on like Nesson to see the Bruins, and it's not on, I'm excited because that means it's a Doc Emmerich game, yep. or you know, an NBC game, and maybe it's Doc Emmerich, and it's much more enjoyable when he does it. He's the best, and this just confirms that he's an actual, real human being. He's not just a a guy whose whole life is at the rink, and his whole life is that sport that he describes. He also know, hasn't lost, like he hasn't lost a beat. 
Like he's no. still at the top of his game for the most. Like say what you want, everyone kisses Al Michaels' ass. Like Al Michaels sounds. Don't you think Al Michaels still sound, he sounds a little bit different now? He's excellent, you know. He's I mean, good, but he's I not. Know. No, but he's not Doc Emmerich. To the level. Like there's been no drop off with Doc Emmerich. There's been a time. I'm going to say there's been some drop off with Al Michaels. I don't know. I mean, I, I like Al Michaels and Doc Emmerich, and I'm going to hear Al Michaels more. He does the. You know, the big football game of the week, and I'm, I don't like Collinsworth anymore. That I've learned more about him and what a stooge he is, what a what a Goodell stooge. But I like Al Michaels. I think he's great. He was joking around last night about going to Vegas for the next uh, for the Raiders, and you know he's a big gambler, so he'll be putting some money on next Sunday night's game for sure because he'll be in Vegas. But um, all the best to Doc Emrick. Um, he'll be around. He'll be around. He's only seventy four. Hell, he's you know, 14 years younger than the people who were uh, in the Senate making these. Doc, Doc Emmerich is going to retire at the top of his game. Meanwhile, Joe Castiglione is, is going to do seven more years probably. And you know, he'll never retire. He'll never, no, he'll just never. say no. Uh, I mean, he won't even take a day off because they're afraid someone will take their job. It's the worst. I once watched a beat guy um, for the Red Sox when I was at the Herald fight with the editor because he had so much vacation time and he refused to take it. And the editor said, you're taking it. You're going to take it. I don't care. You're off the schedule next week. He goes, I'm going to Fenway anyway. I'll be there. Oh, and he went worry. to the games on his vacation and sat in his seat in the press box because he didn't want a game to happen without him. Oh. That's the kind It gets ingrained in them. They think they have to be there at all times. It's sick, but not Emmerich, and I give him credit. But all right, thanks to uh, Turtle Boy. You can check out his fine work. You can't. Uh, actually, he's back on Twitter, and you can see his blog at TB Daily News. We didn't even get to a couple of blogs he had over the weekend were great. He's covering, exposing a number of these teachers who don't want to go back in the classroom, but have no problem attending a rally or a Black Lives Matter protest. Uh, and, 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 you know, immersing themselves in these huge crowds, but they don't want to go back to the classroom and teach, you know, third graders. Turtle Boy has been exposed a bunch of them. You can read all that on his blog, TB Daily News. And thanks to Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU. Is there anything else, Cullinane? Did I miss anything? I don't think you missed too much. Not a, not a. We were texting about it last night. Not not too much sports news going on. That's fun. So I tried to text you a couple things over the from uh, from like Daryl Morey. Did you see that? How China covered Daryl yeah. Morey? They were all excited and everything like that. So not much else going on. We're going to learn a lot more about China once Rudy Giuliani releases more emails. He's threatening uh, to release hopefully some today. Hopefully some every day until the election and maybe. Maybe he'll force uh, some in the media. I mean, most will, you know, not cover it. They'll discredit it. They'll call it Russian disinformation. But it's an amazing story, and not just. Uh, did you see the photograph? <laughs> By the way, we didn't have it the other day. The photograph of Hunter doing lines off some some young lady's rear end. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that just appeared one day, and no one said anything of it, but. You, yeah, earlier in the show, you mentioned embarrassing photos. There's nothing embarrassing about Hunter Biden's photos. Those are, I mean, that's a that's a dream life that he lives. To be honest, I don't know. Passed out with a crack pipe in your mouth is kind of embarrassing. Well, maybe not that look, but some of the other ones, I was very envious of. I don't know. There's rumors, rumors about some of the pictures coming that are going to be uh, cross the line. Are going to be criminal in some form. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's so wasted, he's sleeping okay. But I can't imagine being Hunter Biden and getting any sleep right now. Just wondering. What else was on your computer? And knowing it's all your fault. All he had to do was go back and pick the, either not drop it off or 
go back and pick it up. Can you imagine being so wasted that you drop off like a Mac power book worth like a thousand bucks with thousands, tens of thousands of emails and photographs of you doing lines off some woman's ass and you never pick it up. You just leave it <laughs> and they call you. And by the way, his lawyer called the shop like three days ago and said, you think we can have our laptop back? <laughs> this is a year after dropping it off. I think it's a little late for that. The guy's made a bunch of copies of the hard drive. The FBI has one. Rudy has one. The, the store owner who's getting death threats has a couple of them because he thinks that the Biden crime family might come after him. But it ain't going away. We will be here to cover it. Hopefully, you know, the people are, are, are going to the New York Post website because they can't see the Post's tweets. But I think it's going to get crazier before it goes away. And uh, and we'll be here to cover it and to talk about it. Thanks, Turtle Boy, for joining us today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.